praise the name of Jesus. Father, we just thank you and we praise you. Praise you for your people, Lord God. Thank you that you're blessing your people, Lord God, and your ear, Lord God. Your manifestation of your glory is here. We ask you to bless, Lord God, your people. Bless your word to our hearts and glorify your name, Lord God. Take these lips of clay, oh God, and speak your word to your people. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. I thank God for you guys coming out. I know it's the summertime, right? Always have these people going on the vacation, but at least let your past and first lady know, you know, when you're leaving so we know we are all right. I mean, to know we are shepherd of the flock. No matter if you're in vacation and if you are, we are still your shepherd. And we don't want to get a message that you, something happened to you way down there in North Carolina or Florida, right? And, 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 and I said, I didn't know that she was here. Maybe if I knew the Spirit of God would made me pray and pray, pray you out of what you are going through. Don't be a rebel. That's what God is saying. Do not be a rebel. There's, there's some rebel members who just go and do what they want to do. And then when something happened to them, no, they didn't get no covering. And they wonder why it happened. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. I had covering because when, when the devil tried to kill me with a crash, right? I had covering because not a scratch, not a pain, not nothing. How many know God? God didn't tell you that you're not going to have a crash. But he tell you he'll protect you in the midst of the crash. Somebody said, how come God didn't protect At first I started saying that. Why God why didn't protect me? <laughs> and then he said, look at you. Amen. Amen. You're still here. Glory to God. But I just, I'm just going to be in the summer season, because I know you guys, you know, he's out there, it's, you know, being, you know, there's a song that I think Bob Marley sings, he says, coming in from, coming in from the cold, right? We're, we're moving out of the cold and we're moving into summer, right? And I want me to know, I thank God that in the midst of the summer, you're going to get summer-related Revelation and information that you, you couldn't get in the winter. I mean, I know that. Yeah. God works with his creation. He says the heavens declare the glory of God. And the firmament, come on, man, firmament, show it is handiworks. Day unto day, it what? Speaks to you. It speaks to you. And night unto night, it shows what? It shows knowledge. Night unto night, it shows knowledge. Day unto day, it utters speech. Nighttime, it shows. Why nighttime, it shows knowledge? Because that's when you get your revelation. That's when you get your visions. That's when you get your dreams. Right? Yeah, you didn't know that, eh? Revelation comes from your dreams. I don't care if the dream is whack or whacked. Write it down. I'm not saying that there's the devil don't try, try to manipulate your mind and your dreams. But God says he'll speak to your dreams in these last days. Amen? So we're going to start a little... I don't know if it's going to be a mini. I always say mini series, and then all of a sudden, God just explodes a lot more than I get more and more. But we're going to ex experience Jesus, Jesus as a person, as a Jew. How many know Jesus was a Jew? How many know that Jesus came through the line, to the line of Judah? Right? Amen? And he was a full-pledged Jew. How many know he did everything that the Jew would do? He was perfect. As a matter of fact, he was perfect in it. 
How many know that, right? Well, we're going we're, we're gonna, to um, look at him, look at Jesus, because many of you, many of us, we don't, we hear about Jesus, we hear the scripture says, and the child grew and waxed in knowledge and wisdom, right? And God was with him. And then we read that, and the next time we hear about him, we find he was in the temple arguing and sharing Torah with these um, rabbis and Pharisees. Remember that? But, but how many know what happened to Jesus when he was 18? How many, how many know when it, what, what, no, it's, it's not written here. Few things, you know. But you don't hear it him until he was 30 years old, right? Amen? And you, hear, you start hearing about him when he went to Jordan. So we're going to go through some of the stuff that Jesus, as a rabbi, Jesus did. And you may say, why, why is the Holy Ghost teaching me this? I want to get something that's going to encourage you. I'm, I can, because it did encourage me. I feel such a, such a warmth of God. I, I don't know about you, but I took off my tillit because I thought it was the tillit <laughs> was giving me this heavy heat in front of my chest. I mean, I, I, so I said, it may be because, you know, tillit, it's, it's, if you, have ever prayed on your tillit? Uh, what, what, what you find out? It's hot. And sometimes in the winter it's hot. You should do that, Right? How I many know the word of God is true? And it says, enter into your tent. We are being obedient to God when we enter into his tent. We're so Western, you know, we Western theology, and we don't realize that Jesus was Jewish. <laughs> so you don't even like the Jews. <laughs> I love everybody. How many of those people don't like you? Right? But you can't turn around and don't like them. You got to love them. Because God says to love them that hate you. Amen? So we was Jesus from the age of 12. When we see him in the temple, interviewed by the Pharisees. Can you imagine these Pharisees asking him questions? And here is Jesus Teaching them, teaching the Pharisees, teaching these rabbis, our rabbises, how, how, how to how the, the Torah. Because all they talked about was the Torah and the, the prophets. Right? Until the day he arrived and was baptized by John, John the Baptist. Why? Why was he baptized by John? Why does Jesus need to be baptized. <laughs> I need to be baptized, right? I need to be baptized. I'm a sinner saved by grace. I need to show folks, listen to me, I go under the water and I come out and I'm a new creation. I need to be baptized. That's why um, <laughs> when Jesus came on the scene, what John said to him, said, I need you to baptize me, not me. Now, me baptizing you but why did John have to baptize? We're going to find out that out today. We're going to find out that some of us, we think that we know it all. And you don't want to listen to any man of God, anybody who preached, you don't want to listen because you're so, you know, there was a, I don't know if you guys have ever seen this um, show or yeah, over in um, the, in Manhattan, but it's, it's a, it's, it's in, the, in parts of it, you hear this song, tradition, tradition, <laughs> tradition, tradition. How many know we are packed with tradition? We as a church, Holy Ghost, <laughs> we're packed with tradition. Amen? But Jesus Christ, as the Bible says, I didn't come to to, exp 
playing and or do all that stuff, I came to fulfill. Come on, say, Jesus comes to fulfill things in your life. Come on, he's a, to, he comes to fulfill things in your life. Hallelujah. So he was a rabbi here. And we must understand who Jesus is. He comes on the scene and we're going to find out that in, 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 in um, the chapter of Matthew, can we get there? Matthew, let me tell you where, hallelujah, get my notes together here. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let me get it together here. Come on, say, bless the Lord. Oh, my soul. And all that is within me. Bless is holy, holy name. All right, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Yes, it's chapter 5. You're right. We're, huh? Read that for me. Christ fulfilled the law. Do not think that I came to destroy the law or the prophets. Mm -hmm. I did not come to destroy, but to fulfill. My God. For assuredly, I say to you, you want me to keep going? No, no. Okay. You can stop there. But that's, that was, um, no, no. I, I'm, I'm going to get there. Don't worry. That uh, was Matthew chapter yeah, yeah, but, 5, uh, verse 17. Hallelujah. <laughs> hallelujah. Come on, say glory to God. Come on, say praise him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Uh, I'm, I'm looking for the verse, and I, I thought I'd written it down in my notes. But <laughs> something, I mean, computers will get. But I'm looking for the scripture where Jesus said to his disciples, said to the Pharisees, Pharisees said to him, this man speaks like someone with authority. That's this guy. I think it's Matthew. Hallelujah. Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Praise your Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise your Jesus. All right. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So we're not going to, maybe the Holy Ghost don't want me to bring that scripture up. Read that for me, right? Mm -hmm. If it's that. Hallelujah. Want me to go in another direction. Come on, so you need to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Go ahead. Yes, that's it. For he taught them as one having authority. You know, that was my main scripture. <laughs> and the devil just let me just, it's not here. But it's all right. He taught them as one having authority. Come on, say, as one having authority. Some of you just, you just read that. We just, I read that for years and thinking that it was, when he was teaching them that right after that, miracles started happening. So that's why he had authority. He had authority over the devils and all those stuff. When he, he would talk, teach them the word, then he would have authority to do the word. I thought it was that. But the Holy Ghost says, I'm going to teach you. Remember years ago he said to me, I'm going to teach you your Judeo-Christian roots. And he's been doing that ever since. How many know we have a root? <laughs> you know, there's, there's a song. Well, it's a worldly song, but how many know it's the music comes from God? 
And it goes like this. And I'm going to speak it in English. He didn't say it in English. Bob Marley says this song. Some of us are leaves. Some are branches. And he says, I and I is the root. It's the root. And there's some truth to that, as we're going to bring out. Because Jesus Christ says, I, I teach like a person having authority. And I, I used to wonder about that until I started really getting to study about rabbis. God led me to start studying about rabbis. Um, Jesus Christ was a rabbi, right? He was a rabbi. He was a rabbi. But he was, and I'm cutting off a whole bunch of stuff. We'll get to there. Glory to God. He was a rabbi, a rabbi. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And what happened is that he was a rabbi with authority. He's a different kind of rabbi with a rabbi with authority. As a matter of fact, There were only one or two at the time of Jesus. There was only one or two in the time of Jesus that were rabbis or rabbis with authority. Now, these I'm, I'm going to say to you, and maybe at Bible study we'll go to a little deeper, but a rabbis is someone who is not an imitator or a reciter of the Torah or who studied the Torah. Or oh, if you want to go and study the Bible, and since you all Torah is Torah. Torah is the first five books of the Bible, plus the, then you have the Tanakh, which is the, the prophets and the Psalms and all those stuff, right? We, go, we take it further. We, we bring in the New Testament. We're a church, Jesus Christ. But it's a continuation. Come and say, it's a continuation of the Old Covenant or the Old Testament. The New Testament, New Covenant. All right. So, I'm starting looking into this now about this man Jesus. And this says he's a man with authority. A rabbi with authority is a rabbi who not only can teach Torah, or he can in, uh, interpret Torah and the Bible in a level higher than the other rabbis. All right. That means he can, let me get it right now, he can literally take the word of God and bring it to life. He can take the word of God and span the globe. When you listen to a man who, let me, let me get the Hebrew word that I found out. <laughs> That's, so you can go research it yourself. Because I know you guys, you, you research it when I've done preach to you guys. I know you do. Hallelujah. How many of you do that? Go back and check me out. I know my wife does. <laughs> she goes and, <laughs> and check me out. All right? Amen? But, let me get my notes here. Is a rabbi, which, which is the Hebrew word, shemikha, which is H, S, write it down, S-E-M-I-K. Write it down because you're going to check it out. S-E-M-I-K-H-A-H. I don't know if I pronounced it right. Shemikha. I got to do the gutter. <laughs> right? He's a rabbi. Jesus had this spiritual authority to interpret the law of Moses and the writings of the prophet in a manner never seen or heard before. Amen? So, 
<laughs> he was able to bring it more alive to them. That's why Paul says, Paul says in Scripture, the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. Amen? You remember what Paul said that? He was talking about Torah. He says, because remember now, Paul was teaching, Paul wasn't teaching no New Testament. He was teaching revelation. Come on. Paul was teaching revelation that he got from the Holy Ghost. Paul did not take a New Testament Bible and start teaching about Jesus dying on the cross and all that stuff. That was revelation that came to him. Amen? So, Paul says, the letter kills, but the Spirit gave life. They say that Paul was, they don't want to say it, but Paul was a rabbi because Paul taught, was, was uh, uh, mentored by a rabbi called Gamaliel. And Gamaliel was, just let me be careful now, I'm learning something today, right? Right? Many have never heard before. Some of you have heard it before. If you're reading, if you read, Gamaliel and this guy called Hellel, H-E-L-L-E-L. -L -L -E -L. These guys were rabbis with authority. Rabbis with Shemekah. They are soaking, right? So, when Jesus came on the scene, those two guys had died. And they were looking, the Jews were looking for one who would interpret the Torah with fire. Interpret the Torah with such a, a way that maybe they would sit there and just listen to him. They were waiting for him. So when, when the Pharisees heard them said that they were upset. <laughs> they were upset. How can, how can this man? But Jesus, from the time he was 18 to when he was 30, did you know he went to rabbinic school? Oh, God, the son went to a rabbinic school. Yes, he did. He went and learned everything that a rabbi would learn. The law, everything, everything. He sat there in rabbinic school and our teachers, maybe it was some of, these, some of the same Pharisees that he was questioning. It had to be because he was in the midst of them when he was 12 years old. So it had to be he was in school. Come on, say this teaching time. And Jesus now is about to get on the scene. Amen? He's about to be introduced as the rabbi or the shmika with authority. He's about to redo. And who did God? So first of all, you have to have two witnesses. In the midst, what the Bible says, in the midst, something is made, stamped as In the midst of two or three witnesses, something, everything is established. Amen? And you say it all the time, you know, to what you is established. The word of God is established, right? So God is about to bring in this guy, Jesus Christ, the one with authority. The one, when he speaks, he speaks with authority. And he has to bring him in the scene and he has to use someone who, who the people 
understand this was a great man. This was a great man. And who did he choose? He chose John the Baptist because John the Baptist was to prepare the way of the Lord. Isn't that what he says? So Jesus comes on the scene and, 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 and God, God is something else. Because we're talking about portals and we said that Jordan was one of the portals that, that's open to the earth. It still is. And where did Jesus go to get baptized? The Jordan. Ha! You got to make some portals that you go to every day. Or every now and again, God will say, when you go there. Some portals is just for once a year. I don't even know that. And there are some portals once a month. And there are some portals every day. So John gets up. And he's baptizing the folks. He says, I'm baptizing you all into repentance. He said, repent, repent. Come on, say, repent. For the kingdom of God is at hand. And, he, and he's baptizing these folks. And oh, thousands and thousands of people being baptized now. In baptized. But they were being baptized unto what? Repentance. Come on, say repentance. Come on, say it's a good word. Oh, my God, I feel the fire, God. Woo-wee! You know? Woo! And he's... <laughs> baptize them unto repentance. Say, repent. Come on, before I baptize you, repent of all the stuff that you've done. Repent! Come on out! Repent! Before I dip you there, if you don't repent, I'm going to dip you and leave you down there. You're still alive, though. <laughs> that means you're repenting. <laughs> so he, and as he, as he was doing this, as he was doing this, this man struts forward on the scene. And he raised up his head and he looked at this man. What did he say? Oh, God, I feel the fire of God. He says, behold, the Lamb of God that takes away. Now, some of you pluralize it and say the sins of the world. He didn't say that. Read it again. The sin. Come on, say the sin of the world. You pluralize it because you think that hey, sin here, sin there, you sin. <laughs> sin is sin. That is, that is the sin that Adam did. When Adam did that, God came to take that away. Take that away. He came to give us back the earth. Come on, give us back all those things, those, those, those dominion that we have. So he takes away the sin issue. So God says, okay, I can give you anything you need. You ask me for. So Jesus is coming to see. And what happened? You read the scripture. All right? You want me to read some of it? Because you think I'm just... When John the Baptist baptized Jesus, I think it's found in Luke chapter... What? Is Luke? Matthew. It could be Matthew too. It says John has it. A few of them have it. Let's go with Matthew. And we see what happened there. The first witness was who? John the Baptist. He was known as a reputable person that folks look to. Even, even the head leader of the Roman, the Gentile Roman Empire looked to him. He was scared of him. He was a man, when he said something, it burned in your heart. So, Jesus comes, and he, you find it? Read it. Mm-hmm. So, what was the first witness? First, we say the first witness is, we need two witnesses, right? The first witness was? 
John. And you can read it, you can study about rabbis, you'll find that there had to be somebody who can point a finger and say, that man is reputable. He has taught Torah and interpret Torah in a different way. Right? Amen? Read. Uh, when am I reading, Pastor? Verse 13. Yeah, where John says, baptizes Jesus. And he says, yeah. Then Jesus came from Galilee to John mm -hmm. at the Jordan to be baptized mm -hmm. by him. Mm -hmm. And John tried to prevent him saying, I need to be baptized by, by you. you. And are you coming to me? But Jesus answered and said to him, permit it to be so now. For thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. For thus it is fitting. fitting it fits. It fits the whole tradition. It fits the whole narrative. It fits what God is about to introduce you to, introduce to the world. It fits. You, you must understand this, John. Now, what you're doing now, you are exposing or you are showing forth this man who's going to do wonders in his teaching, who's going to now come and fulfill the Torah. Read on. Verse 16. Mm -hmm. When he had been baptized, Jesus came up. Jesus came up. No, in, no. Immediately. John baptizes him. Now, what would happen then, the person who is baptism is, folks, do you think that baptism came after Jesus? But baptism was going on before Jesus. The rabbis baptized. Really study it. They baptized. But they were baptized, them now, to become rabbis, to become important Sanhedrins or whatever. There had to be a time where they celebrated, you know. People come and see me now. How, how did they become a Pharisee? Something had to happen for them to become a, a Pharisee. Just like when you get your diploma, you graduate. True? You go and you walk, put this stuff on and you walk. And they give you a degree. It's the same thing. Baptism was a transition into something. So what happened? Who was the second witness? When Jesus came up, Jesus came up immediately from the water. Immediately behold, from the water. The heavens were open. What was to open? Him. The heavens were open to, to him. him. The portals were open. And, and he what? saw the Spirit of God. And he saw. The, the Spirit, Spirit of, God, of God. Descending like a dove. Descending like a dove. And it lightened and a light, a upon him. And upon then what? And suddenly a voice came. Another witness. A voice. From another heaven, witness. Saying. Says what? This is. This is my, my beloved, beloved son. son. What? In, Hear he him. In whom now this is the one who is going to interpret Torah in such a way that you never heard before. That's why these people said this man, this man as it, uh, is, is such a, such a powerful teacher. That's why some the Nicodemus when he came, he said what he said about Jesus. He said. I know that you are a teacher sent from who? Sent from God. So they knew him. He was a... And I'm, going to, I'm not going to use the Hebrew word because I might mess it up. So I'm just going to use... A teacher with authority. Come on, say Authority. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, Jesus was going to, listen to me now, he was going to hear from God and speak what he hears. So a teacher with authority, 
A child of God with authority is one who hears and speaks. I would say he hears and he sees and he speaks. That's what we're called to do. But many of us, <laughs> what you just say, you put your mouth in gear. <laughs> what was it saying? You put your mouth. Engage your brain before you, you, or engage your heart before you engage your mouth. Because everything comes from the heart, coming from the heart, right? Amen? So Jesus, is, Jesus came from the heart. He came from God. And when he came from God, he would speak it out and would take place. It would happen. Amen? He was a teacher with authority. Hallelujah. 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 When you're a teacher with authority, you hear and you obey. Amen. Say amen. amen. Now, let's look at an example of a person who in the Torah or in the Tanakh who heard from God, right, and obey. So let's go to... Uh, First Kings. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Chapter 18. Hallelujah. And you know the story about Elijah. He went up to Mount Carmel and he did all that. Fire came from heaven. And you all know, I don't have to go over all that story. Fire came from heaven. And what happened? When the fire came from heaven, it consumed the altar, right? It consumed the altar, and then after it consumed the altar, he didn't stop there. He destroyed all the prophets of Baal. He destroyed all the prophets of Baal. You need to destroy anybody who wouldn't speak to you and say, thus said the Lord, you need to wipe that out of your mind. Amen? I'm not going to go into that. Holy Spirit. <laughs> so Elijah goes up to Mount Carmel. And remember before that, he had said that there will be no rain. He spoke that word to Ahab and said there will be no rain until... I say so. <laughs> right? In three and a half years or thereabout, there had been no rain. So now Elijah comes on, wins, wins the battle in, at Mount Carmel, and now what happened, he had um, repaired the altar, he had repaired a place. A place where they meet, he had repaired an altar where they would pray, an altar now for the first time Elijah could pray. Come on, so you, I gotta move all them stuff out of my life. Stuff, and the only way I can do that is on the altar. Oh, you, some of you don't we, don't, we don't like to do the altar in churches today. We don't, you remember in the whole time for churches, mama used to go, boy, get down to the altar. <laughs> you need to get down to the altar. And mom, them, them church mothers, boy, they would let you sit there at the altar and sweat. You see, you didn't come through that. I came through that, right? And then, when the feel that you, you came out of it, then you said, get up. You're all right. But he built the altar first, and he repaired the altar. Come on, so repair the altar. Some of you guys need to repair the altars in your life. You've all been broken down because, you know why I know it's done broken down? You are not praying. I can, I can, I can, 
Pastors can figure that out very quickly. Just call a prayer meeting. <laughs> oh, say, well, Pastor, I, I don't, I, you know, they love to talk. I pray my little secret time. God help you. So he repaired the altar, and then what happened? Then he spoke to Ahab, and he said to Ahab, get off this mountain, because Ahab was up at the mountain, you know, watching, watching. He's a king. He's watching what is going to happen. He saw fire came down from heaven, and he saw one man go out and destroy 400, 450, 450 prophets, destroy them, right? And what happened? He, 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 he goes to Ahab and says to Ahab, I want you to know this. I want you to get off this mountain. Because if you don't get off the mountain, we are about to see. He said, I hear. Come and say, I hear the sound of abundance of rain. I want to read that to you because, you know, <laughs> let me read it. Verse 41, he says, And Elijah said to Ahab, Get thee up, eat and drink, for there's a sound, there's a what? Sound of abundance of rain. So Ahab went up and eat and drink to drink, and Elijah went up to the top of Mount Carmel, and he cast himself down upon the earth. So he folded himself into a, like a fetus. Right? Come on, sometimes God will make you go into a fetal position. Some of you haven't gotten to that yet. That's, that's when you're birthing something. That's when you're pushing something out. You know what a fetal position is? That's a fetal position. Some people are prostrate. But fetal position is when you curl up like a fetus. Oh, God. God, I need you. And you stay in that position until something happens. He tells you what happened. He said, he said, cast himself down and put his face between his knees. I couldn't do that because, <laughs> right, brother Henry, we can't do that, right? Them <laughs> young boys can do that. Them babies, you can see them do that. We can't, we can't do that. <laughs> and said to his servant, this is what he said to his servant. Go up now and look towards the sea. And he went up and looked and, he, and said, there is nothing. And he said, go again. Seven times. And he came. On the same time, he said, behold, there riseth a little cloud out of the sea, like, like a man's hand. And he said, go and say to Ahab, prepare thy chart and get thee down. That the rain may stop. He told him to get thee down. But before that, the Bible says that <laughs> that Ahab didn't hear what God said to him. There were three people. Ahab didn't hear it. He said the people who were standing by him did not hear it, right? The people who were standing by him did not hear it. His servant didn't hear it. Only Elijah heard it. And what happened? When Jesus came on the scene, 
<laughs> I, want you, I want you to know, when Jesus came on the scene as a witness, there was more than one. The Bible says that John heard it, right? The people around heard it. When God says, this is my beloved son, hear he him. And because everything was closed, nothing was fulfilled then. I'm saying to you, if I must bring an application or tie everything together, you have to stand in the presence of God and when you hear from God, not everybody is going to hear what you hear in your closet. Because what the Bible says, the Bible says, enter into your closet, and when you have, and I'll show you how, you shut the door, pray to your father in secret, and your father who's, here you go, sees in secret, will reward you Openly. That means somehow only you hear it. So when you speak, a lot of folks will understand when you speak. When you say something in the church, when you speak out what thus said the Lord and speak a word of knowledge, speak a word of wisdom, as we talk about the gifts of the Spirit, when you speak those words, they don't understand what you're saying. Because you are the only one who heard from God. That means Jesus Christ, you are joined ears with Jesus. So since the same way he is a rabbi with authority, you are also a person or a born-again child of God with authority. That when you hear from God, make sure now you hear from God. Because when you speak into the atmosphere, it's going to come to pass. Amen. That's how Jesus Christ was. Oh, man, I feel the fire of God. When you speak it forth, he come forth. But the most folks today, what is happening, you really, we really, we, we really not hearing from God. Because we're not, we're not in our fetal position. Now, fetal position don't mean, it just tells you that in, in um, the way, what he was doing. Fetal, I, can, I can be in my fetal position and sit down like this. It's not how you position, although it's good, you're not wrong with it. It's where your heart is. Man, come and say, it's where my heart is. Hey, it's where your heart is. Your heart is towards God, and you want to hear from God. You want to hear from God. And when you hear from God, you come out and you say it. And people are going to say about you. Let me tell you what they're going to say. Man, that sister, whenever she says something, boy, do you feel it? She speaks like she knows God. She speaks with a person of authority. Ah, come on now, say, I want to speak what God says. That's why Jesus Christ, he was a speaker because what? Because what? He spoke what he hears. Hallelujah. 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 A whole bunch of folks are talking. Yeah, on the TV, they're talking. They're saying a whole bunch of things. But you ask them, where's your prayer life? Where's your altar? Where's your place of repentance? You don't have no place of repentance. They don't repent. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's a beautiful word. Come on, it's a beautiful word. Repentance. What was this? Repentance, God, the three R's. What are the three R's pastor always taught you? Repentance brings revelation. And revelation brings what? Restoration. It don't go no other way. That's why John says repent 
for what? What? The kingdom of God is at hand. So if I go up and I say, this is at hand, that means, stretch your hand out, is at hand. That means I pass it to you. You could get it. The kingdom is at hand. But to get to the kingdom of heaven, you got to repair your altar. You got to cleanse yourself. You got to wash yourself in the blood of Jesus. You got to wash yourself. And when you wash yourself, when you have repented, then uh, and Elijah could say, I hear. No, we talk it all the time. And I know I'm, I'm guilty. I come up here and I say, but I hear God, I hear God say, I hear the sound of abundance of rain. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But when you tie repentance with that, come on, stand to your feet now. Hallelujah. All right? When you tie repentance with that, then God will reveal to you. You won't. <laughs> Holy come and say, God will reveal to you after you repented and repentance is good. Hallelujah. 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 You see, Elijah, he was looking, he was he was folded up like a, like a fetus, but no, his heart was focused on God. Amen. Amen. He was an eagle. We're going to talk some more about that. He was an eagle. He was not a chicken. Oh, yeah. You ever see a chicken eat? Like the story of the, the eagle, they say that when an eagle is hatched, I know my wife always say to stand in a, but the Holy Spirit just brought that just to me. I got it, it's profound. When, when, in, when a, a child is born or an eagle or an egg is hatched, it follows the first movement. Right? So anybody, anything he sees, that's why when that baby's at, what happened is that the eagle is always at present. Because he wants to make sure when the baby sees, he sees the first thing he sees is the eagle. So he's going to follow the eagle. Amen? So the story that I'm saying that Say this. The story is told of this eagle. The mother had this, laid his egg, and what happened? The mother wasn't there, but there was a chicken. <laughs> and when the when the eagle got hatched, the first thing he saw was a chicken. So he started going, trying to go like the chicken, but but um, he, he's going like the chicken, and he's and and. He, uh, and, and, and he says, I, I don't fit. <laughs> I don't know, but I, I don't fit, my God. I don't fit. Because I'm, I'm, I'm feeling that I need to be up there. <laughs> I need to be up there, but here am I with this chicken down here. I don't fit. Come on, say, I don't fit. If I'm looking down, come on, say it. I'm, if I'm looking down, I won't fit. Jesus Christ, whenever he speaks, he says, look up. What he says? For your redemption draws nigh. Hallelujah. I'm going to say this statement. You need to write it down. If what you're doing can be explained, more likely God is not in it.
How can he explain taking mud, putting it in somebody's eyes, and tell him to go wash in the pool of Siloam, and he comes back see? I want to say it loud. I will only do what I see my father do. And the only way you can see what your father do is at the altar. Repairing the altar of your heart. I had to. Mine was ripped up, tore down, <laughs> messed up. <laughs> And I started doing things that I wasn't supposed to do. And what happened? I repaired that altar. Took me a while to get it done. Some of you think that, you know, you just instantly you repaired the altar. Sometimes it takes you a while. It took you a while to get out of it. It's going to take you a while to get back. But you got to repair the altar. Because you hearing from God. You started hearing from God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, say, Lord, I ask you to put in me that born again feeling. Because you know what happened? When you got born again, the first person that you saw was Jesus. I guarantee it. That's why Paul says in 1 Corinthians, he says, imitate God. Amen? Imitate God. It's a good time to do communion. God always brings around a good time to do communion because he says, do this in remembrance of me. <laughs> You see me doing it. You saw me at the cross. You saw me when you got born again. You saw me at the cross. Now I want you to imitate me. Look to me. Because where is Jesus? Is Jesus seated on a throne on the earth? Where is he seated? He is seated at the right hand of God the Father. So who, who do you look to? Next week, we're going to go into him calling his 12 apostles. And you're going to see how they did great things for God. Come on, say, we're going to do, in this church, we're going to do great things for God because... I have the spirit of a smika in me, given to me by Rabbi Jesus. And I, I, am, I am a child of God. I've been taught by Rabbi Jesus. So guess what? You got to do and imitate him. On the night he was betrayed, he took the bread. When he had given thanks, he broke it. He said, take, eat, this is my body, which was broken for you. After once he eat this bread and drink this cup, you show the Lord's death till he come. And see, hope you all get it here on Zoom. Hope you all get it this morning. Hope you understand. Go over this. Get with Sister Sharon if you want to get a copy of the, the message in your email so you can send it to you so you can go it over again. I, I, I go it over. People say, you listen to yourself? Yes, I do. Sometimes. Because I want to know how I'm looking. That's why I, I like when people come and tell me the truth. I don't let them tell me, come and tell me, oh, Pastor, that's a great message. Yeah, I'm good. Well, I like to say, but Pastor, you said something there that was just kind of, <laughs> I don't know if I can, I, 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 believe you me, I won't get upset. 
because I'm, I'm, I like that. I like criticism. I really do. Not for my wife, though. <laughs> That's a hard one. <laughs> yes, Jesus loved me. <laughs> right? But get it and go it over and over again. 